Hello and welcome to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast, a series of inspiring interviews with spiritual leaders and entrepreneurs who have successfully turned their passion into their own business and who are dedicated to living their best possible life while making this world a better place through their work, offerings, and authentic presence. I'm your host, Anna Frolic. I am an intuitive guide and mentor for purpose-driven business owners who are ready to break free from their self-imposed limitations so they can confidently step into their true calling, make more money working less, and embrace the life their soul is craving. I'm so excited you're here with us, and I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest. For more information about this and past episodes, please visit www.anafrolic.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with Kira Young. Kira is a consciousness catalyst for and spiritual guide for spiritual guides, and she loves to help highly conscious visionaries step into their full purpose and potential as way showers. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Kiara. I'm so excited you're here. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, Anna. I'm super excited just to get to talk to you. It's always magical. It's been lovely to connect with you over the last year or so. Totally agree. Yeah, definitely feeling the magic. And I'm super excited about the topics that we're going to talk about today. I have quite a few questions for you. And as you know, um, I always like to let these conversations unfold naturally too. So I'm pretty sure we'll have a lot of magic to share with our audience today. And uh, yeah, basically the first thing that I wanted to ask you is, could you share a little more with us about how you got started on your spiritual journey? Is this something that was kind of present for you for your entire life? Did this start in your childhood or was it something that started for you later in your life? Yeah, so it's something that's always been there. And um, I was always, since the earliest memory that I have, aware of myself as a spiritual being. And I had a really strange childhood. And um, through a, very, a series of events that happened, I ended up being totally isolated. You know, I was um, completely bullied by my classmates and so on. So I didn't actually have um, friends around me. We ended up then living in um, rural Ireland, which was very isolated to begin with and so on. And so I just found myself in a place from a really, really young age where I had no, nothing else to do except to explore this sense of spirituality that I had. So it's always been there and I've just kind of followed the trail of I guess the the sense of connection to something beyond the ordinary that's that's been there as long as I can remember Mm. yeah that's super fascinating I know yeah you were born in Ireland and you still live there Uh, so another question I guess that's just coming to me spontaneously because I really love the elemental realms did you have like a special connection to the fairies in the elemental realms when you were little Absolutely, absolutely, yes. And just to be clear, I only moved here when I was six, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, absolutely, mm-hmm. and still do. I work a lot with the fairies. They're so fun and um, really, really close to them, and they involve themselves a lot in my work, specifically to do with inner child healing. They are mm-hmm. just so supportive of that. I sure, I'm sure you know this yourself as oh, well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a great reminder. I actually, yeah, when I do inner child healing with my clients, I often find that when I bring in those fairy energies or the unicorns mm-hmm. and the elementals, it just makes everything so much lighter and so yeah. much easier. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it can get a bit heavy if we don't really um, remember <laughs> to make it fun. So that's a really great reminder. Absolutely. Really put. Mm. And uh, do you have conversations with the fairies? Like on a- I don't. Um, I don't speak mm. to them so much, but they mm. are, they show up and give me hints on things. And specifically, they always let me know when I'm getting too heavy. <laughs> if I'm cool. taking the journey too seriously, you know, if I'm just making it too hard on myself. Um, I don't uh, communicate with them through talking, but through empathic. They'll give me impulses of information. So not conversations per se, but definitely, um, you know subtle communications just to keep me on track with having a little bit more of a lighthearted approach in how I go through my journey. Mm, Yeah, I love that. (laughs) All right. So um, I wanted to hear a little more as well about how you got the inspiration to start sharing your work with Mm. a, a larger audience. When did you feel that it was time for you to take this step and also to take your leap into entrepreneurship? Was there like a pivotal moment that opened up this path for you or was it something that you had always kind of known and that just evolved naturally and uh, gradually? Yeah, so I think I actually kind of took a bit of an unusual path with this one as well. Like I mentioned a minute ago, I had a really odd upbringing and um, I actually started blogging probably in... I think it was 2010, to try to heal myself. It was to try to reclaim my own voice. I had no intention of going into entrepreneurship. I had no intention of having a business. But through my writing, um, I somehow managed to attract an audience Mm -hmm. and people just gradually began to ask me, do you do private work? Because I want to work with you and so on. And initially I totally resisted that and then realized, okay, this is where I'm being prompted to go. So I always say I had an accidental business I did not mean to get into this at all, Um, but to my huge surprise, um, once I started to um, realize this is where I was supposed to be going and I started to take it seriously, I realized how much I actually loved business and the idea of being able to do it consciously. So initially it was, I didn't mean to have a business, then I ended up with a business, then I started to take it seriously and it was at that moment of realizing, okay, this is actually my calling, business, that was the pivotal turning point, if you will, that kind of set me in a whole different direction with this. Mm. Yeah, I love how it happens so naturally for you. And I think this is often the best way to get started when you don't really have, you know, a big plan for a business because you can just really share yourself authentically and you don't really, your ego doesn't get in the way as much. And I've seen it happen for a lot of people, for myself as well, actually, when I first got started on my spiritual awakening journey. And I had always kind of known that I had a calling in this direction or well not always but for a while and Mm. uh, but I just really started blogging out of passion and joy and then everything just unfolded naturally from there so that's amazing how you say that Mm. sorry Anna go ahead no it's okay I was just going to add that like I've always found Mm. passion and joy is a magic generative power like it makes your business work so it's so cool that you said Mm. that (laughs) Yeah, I think it's absolutely necessary, actually. And I've been in other places, too, where I didn't feel the passion. And it's actually something I've been working on this year and for part of last year as well. Um, 
But something I often see, um, you know, with entrepreneurs who get started out of a feeling of need or lack, or they just need to make it work um, for financial reasons or for whatever reason. It's not always that way, but for a lot of people, I see there are, you know, a lot more blocks when they get started mm. in this place. And when you can just get started in a place of joy and passion, it's a totally different story. You just yeah. really, it's like your purpose is calling you and guiding you in the at the same time and you just get all the pieces of the puzzle and, and one step at a time and, and you don't even really need to work for it or struggle to make it happen it just kind of comes to you yeah I love mm. how you put that that's so cool mm. yeah that's absolutely amazing I love hearing your story and um what would you say have been some of your biggest challenges as a light worker or a way shore in the entrepreneurial world? Yeah. Um, would you say there are like specific issues or problems that conscious people or conscious entrepreneurs tend to run into? And also, how did you overcome those challenges? Yeah. So I, I think you've uh, noticed something similar to what I'm about to say yourself, because I'm sure I've seen a blog post of yours on this at some point. But um, one of the biggest things that I notice that my clients come with all of the time is that once you start getting serious about, okay, I really want to make this business thing work, 99.9% .9 of the information out there for mainstream business doesn't apply in the same way to light workers. And it's so easily easy to get tripped up on that. Like you were just saying it a moment ago, the way that works for us is leading with the passion and the joy and as, a, as just one tiny example. And that magically somehow gets you the results. Whereas if you were to do it, um, you know, in the do this, do this, do this, do this, do this way that works in the linear 3D world, it just does not work for a light worker because we're not supposed to do it like that. And that can be really confusing for people, I think. And so um, the solution that I found to that is to just say, okay, I know in my heart that that stuff is not how this works for me. I also know if I'm supposed to be doing this, then there's an answer inside of me. How do I do this? Like asking myself and the new way comes forth. And as soon as I kind of just trusted in tapping into that, that hurdle was overcome. <laughs> I love what you said about the answer being inside of you, because I think that's such an important part of our journey as uh, way showers, because we are here to pave a new road or just really um, create new things or new ways of doing things. And um, that's a really great reminder. And I, yeah, I can, like, I could write a book about this. <laughs> I'm sure. I, like I'm someone who kind of has a foot, a, a foot in both worlds. And, and then sometimes I get really stuck between the worlds and, and I go back and forth between the worlds. It can be really confusing, but I always get back to this place where I just know that, all right, I got to do this differently. Yeah. The answer is inside of me. It's not outside of me. And uh, I totally agree with you. That's, that usually solves the problem and yeah. just got to be open to the infinite possibilities and, and really <laughs> use your magic. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I just mm. love how you put that. And exactly as you said, you know, we're here to actually create a new way. <laughs> the way isn't there until we <laughs> create it. And that's a really unique position for way showers to be in. And sometimes another thing that I notice is that there's a, a certain isolation or loneliness that can come with that. So connecting with mm. others who are also in the same boat is really important, I think. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's so, so important. 
and knowing that we're not alone on this journey. Um, what would you say, like in terms of receiving support, I feel it's really important to be open to receiving support in yeah. business, but also, you know, have someone who can guide, guide you in a way that doesn't necessarily interfere with your own inner guidance. Um, what's your experience um, been with this? And, and do you have any like tips or insights that you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. I have, um, to be totally honest, I found it hard to find people who I can have that with, where you've, you know, like you said, they don't um, dilute your inner guidance, but can also guide you at the same time. However, I have found a few people. And um, my um, thing that I would say on that is absolutely, you've got to trust yourself implicitly first, and only be willing to engage with those who trust you even while leading you mm. somewhere and that just requires really being strong in knowing what's right for you mm, yeah that's big I, I love how you explain this because I've definitely been there like where I didn't trust my own inner guidance or you know somebody reached out because they wanted to work with me and then um, or they wanted me to be their client and something inside of me was like oh, I'm not entirely sure and then I went for it and then it was not the best experience um but i've also found that when i really trust someone and i know there's like trust from the beginning it just then it really works so yeah that's amazing um totally agree with you on this um all right. Uh, something really exciting that I wanted to talk to you about today as well is I um, saw a video on YouTube, I think a while ago, where you talked about a new healing modality that you got certified in. It's mm -hmm. called Balvaspata. Uh, How do you Belvaspata. pronounce it? Balvaspata. Yeah. Okay. Um, so could you share with us a little more about um, what exactly this healing modality is and yeah. like what its benefits are and why you're so passionate about it? Oh yeah, absolutely. So that, this is actually one that I've been certified in for quite a few years. It wasn't a mm. new one, but um, I'd love to tell you about it. It's really exciting. So it's um, a light and frequency healing modality. It's not an energy healing modality. And in an ancient light language of the infinite mother, it means healing of the heart. That's the, the meaning of Galvaspita. And it does a number of different things. Essentially, what it does is it restores the integrity of the fields around your body um, to the highest possible level of recognizing absolute unity with source. Essentially, it kind of like is, it's a big claim, you know. Um, and in a more basic way, what that does is heals your heart from the dream of separation. So I'm sure absolutely every light worker in existence feels on some level this feeling of like there's a, a distance between us and this place that we're looking for that we could call home sort of thing. Mm. And a distance between us and the infinite or source or God or whatever energy that you know, whatever name somebody wants to give to that. This removes the feeling of separation completely so that you actually feel the depth of how loved you are by infinite life, which opens your heart so completely that you're able to then create through the full power of the heart in this new cosmic reality that we're in now. Um, and then uh, on, a, on a more simple level, it also, as a result of that, heals disease in the body and so on, uh, mental, emotional, and physical disease. There are various different protocols that work with all manner of physical ailments, um, and it's very effective. 
And uh, I'm not sure how much that answers your question, but the reason that I'm so passionate about it is because for me, it goes right to the core of like the deepest issue, <laughs> mm. which is the feeling of alienation from source. <laughs> yeah, it makes total sense to me. And I, yeah, because everything's always connected to. So if we can go back to that level, that's where everything really starts, right? Yeah. Where we, yeah. uh, when, when we, yeah, like first experience the initial experience of separation, then yeah. everything follows from there. So it makes total Absolutely. sense if you can work on that level that it will affect everything else. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's beautiful. And um, what I found really fascinating was what you said about like it being a light language or um like light healing frequency more than an energy healing modality um would you like to expand a little more bit more on that um maybe for some of the people who are listening who might not exactly understand what that means and also for myself i'd really love to hear more about that (laughs) absolutely absolutely so i'll tell you from two different levels Mm -hmm. the first thing is that if you look i'm I'm two biggest polarities are you still there anna just froze for a second. Um, yeah, I lost you for a second too. <laughs> we uh, we broke Zoom with our <laughs> with our energy. Like. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was just saying, if you look metaphysically at how the cosmos is structured, the two biggest polarities are light and frequency. So essentially, it goes right to the heart of the phenomenon of separation, and deals with that instead of the side effect, which is energy. So energy comes as like a secondary component, if that makes any sense at all. Mm, It deals with the big polarities of separation. And um, the difference between light and frequency and energy is that energy is on a much more um, physiological level, as well as being, um, you know, cosmic as well. Whereas light and frequency is kind of the uh, underpinning that's beneath that, if that makes any sense at all. So it's like a deeper layer. Mm. yeah in, intuitively it makes total sense because mm. i've i think i've experienced similar things i just i probably have to meditate on it a little more but yeah um, i work with a healing modality called Atlantean healing and i often find when i work with this modality it's not like a regular energy yeah. healing modality it really yeah. works on the soul level on the spiritual level and i i can really feel the difference like yeah. it, it's a lot more subtle in a way and more gentle and i can just feel it the difference so i don't know if it's exactly the same probably not exactly the same but um i can definitely see those different um levels and so. it's uh, it's mm-hmm. interesting that you mentioned that because i know that the Atlant- atlanteans were masters of light healing so i'm sure there's a correlation there oh yeah that makes sense then because it is it is a healing modality that the um priests and priestesses of atlantis practiced so yeah it makes perfect sense then (laughs) absolutely it does Mm. (laughs) exciting yeah um would you like to share a little more about um creating from the heart because i also Mm. feel that's so important as we go through this shift and consciousness and i've done quite a bit of work on this as well in the past uh six seven or eight years and um yeah why is this so important and uh yeah, where do you see the potential for us um, as we learn to live more in our hearts as we mm-hmm. move forward on our um, journey of evolution here on this Absolutely. planet? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I'm, I'm pretty sure all the light workers on the planet have been going through this over the last six or seven years. There's definitely a connection in how we've been doing that. Um, because um, the, one of the major things that happened um, in the cosmos over the last decade, in fact, more than a decade ago, so there was a, a pole shift in 2007. Do you know anything about this? Mm, yeah, I've definitely heard people talking about it. Okay. And I just had an interesting dream today as well, or last night. That anyway, I'm not going to interrupt you. I'm just going to continue. Maybe you can go into that a little bit I'd love later. To hear, hear about your dream later. <laughs> well, um, one of the things that the pole shift did was it changed the nature of how life functioned, and it used to be the case that you could create through thought alone. And that is no longer the case. You now actually need to use the power of the heart to create. We have to have it now. Um, and this was to stop us from being able to haphazardly create horrible experiences through our thoughts accidentally. You have to use mm. the power of the heart now to be creative at all. Otherwise, it seems like just not a whole lot actually happens in your life. So you touched on this earlier where you were saying about, you know, passion and joy is it's a it's you know and it has some kind of magical maybe doesn't need its results um we have to have our heart power available to us now to have true creative power in physical life and um you know so many people are talking about this from various different angles at the moment mm. and uh, it just can't be bypassed really <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's so interesting to hear perspective, and there are so many different perspectives on this too. Yeah. Um, one thing that I found is that when I create from the mind or from just, I guess the mind is more than just our thoughts, right? But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. like it just gets so painful because <laughs> then we're really in the dream of separation, like everything's yeah. like a fragment of reality, and it just gets yeah. so complicated and painful whenever I come back into my heart, then every, yeah, that's where we have unity and where we really, it's not just understanding the truth of how we create, but actually really living it. It's in the heart really, mm -hmm. we have the perfect balance. Everything comes together, the masculine and the feminine. Um, how you put that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it makes perfect sense, of mm -hmm. course, that as way showers, we have to be doing that to create a new world mm -hmm. where unity is the norm. Mm, yeah and I almost feel like there's no other choice like I I always yeah. find when I get out of my heart space and I go back into the old and the old ways of doing things it just gets so painful so quickly and I, I burn yeah. out like I literally burn yeah. out like so quickly yeah. and it can be frustrating at times but also just beautiful when you come back into that space and you actually see that it works and it works way better and just uh sometimes so easy to get uh cut up in those stories those old stories that we've been told or things that we've learned as children you know you gotta do things in a certain way or you gotta struggle to survive or <laughs> things like that it just doesn't work that way anymore and uh, um, it's a, like a dance of constant remembering the new way isn't it <laughs> absolutely yeah, this is a really fascinating topic, and I'm so excited we had to talk about this today. Um, one thing that I remember, um, I studied with uh, Drun Walu Melchizedek back in 2012, and he talked about this a lot. And one thing that he mentioned was that 
like living in the heart or returning to the heart is really can be really painful when you have a lot of emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you probably know a lot about this and I wanted to ask you if you have anything that you'd like to share about this spontaneously. And also um, if you have any modalities, I guess the, yeah. the one that you already mentioned, uh, yeah. maybe other um, tips that you could share as well to make this process a bit easier and, and less painful. Yeah. Absolutely. So there was another reason why light and frequency as a modality and just I won't even go into the modality just yet, but why working with light and frequency versus energy is so useful. Just to go a tiny bit into the metaphysics again, I won't go so deep that we break zoom, but um, (laughs) frequency is emotion, essentially, and light is perception, which basically means clear seeing. So you know, we cannot avoid the dealing with the emotional pain. I've had a lot of emotional trauma, so I know this one all too well. We can't avoid dealing with it. You know that as well. You cannot Mm. possibly create the life you want if you don't deal with the emotional trauma. So we do have to go there. But if you can go there applying perception at the same time as dealing with the emotions, it allows you to see the truth in the matter at the same Mm. time as processing the emotional pain. So like a really basic example would be, okay, you have to go and deal with what's in the heart. But if you can see the perfection that's in the experiences at the same time as doing that, it makes it so much more graceful Mm. and it makes it, you can just walk through it so much more easily than um, being totally taken out by things. So trying to find a balance of the light and the frequency, the perception and the emotion is a really good trick I find to you know, enable you to deal with that. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's really when you look at it from this perspective, um, like one thing I always like to say is um, basically healing happens when you look at something without judging it or when you yes. observe something without judging it. But I also feel it really helps to just release that resistance, which is really what causes the pain. Absolutely. Mm. That's brilliantly described. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yay, this is so exciting. Um, yeah, so I think I don't have any more questions for you on my list for the rest of our conversation, but is there anything else that you wanted to share with our audience, like anything that spontaneously is wanting to come through or that you yeah. wanted to share? Yeah, yeah. So I would love to say, I, I feel like I have my finger on the cosmic pulse all the time, and I hardly say half of what I actually sense. However, what I do know is that we have recently received major, major, major cosmic upgrades where, like never before, light workers are supported in every possible way to be able to let go of the emotional baggage, to be able to get clear on their true purpose, to be able to go in the direction that they're really supposed to be going in. We just have to allow ourselves to lean into that and know that it's our time. Because I find, and I'm sure you recognize this as well, and in some way at least, mm-hmm. it's been tough for us as lightworkers. It has been kind of a tough journey. We have a tendency, at least I find a lot of my clients, and I've had this as well, have a tendency to kind of maintain this identity of, you know, the warrior, it's been a hard slog, <laughs> it's been, <laughs> and so on and so forth. If we can know that we're totally supported to release that now and to begin to be able to receive for the efforts that we've put in, everything is there to have that experience at the moment. We just have to trust in it and to jump. 
Mm, yeah, it totally resonates. It's exactly what I've been experiencing too, especially in the last three or four weeks, I'd say. Like, it's just been crazy. <laughs> but I feel like... Oh, yeah, it's been nuts, hasn't it? <laughs> well, I think I just lost you for a moment. I hope... Um, let's see. Yeah, the connection's a little slow, but I'll just edit out whatever needs to be. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but what I wanted to say is that yeah, I've definitely been feeling, especially in the last four weeks, maybe just like there's so much that I, I just can't do in the same ways anymore. But yeah. I, I, for a long time, actually, I kind of still tried to hold on to certain ways of doing things. And like this year in total has been a total um, year of redoing everything and coming back <laughs> to my authenticity and everything. But I think in the last four weeks or so I just felt that support like to help let go of certain things that like I'm just being shown it's it's not working anymore like I try and then it, it just doesn't work yeah. <laughs> and um yeah. but at the same time I'm getting so much inspiration and guidance that's really showing me how to do it differently so that's also been really helpful that's um, awesome I love how tapped in mm. you are to the magic. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely feeling it, but I'm, I tend to resist it a lot, actually. I, I always find I, I tend to do everything the hard way and just try to try out everything until I see, well, it really doesn't work. So <laughs> this is all, now I'm going to do it the easy way. <laughs> you just have to prove it to yourself first. Mm. <laughs> Give the right yeah. mind something to chew on. Mm, exactly <laughs> mm. but yeah that that resonates so deeply um yeah so um the last thing that I wanted to ask you is how um our people um our audience or whoever's mm -hmm. listening or watching uh the video can get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more mm -hmm. about you and your work or if they're interested in working with you um do you have a yeah. website or whatever other ways there are um, to get in touch with you? So I've got a, I'm in, in lots of different places, but the easiest places to find me would be on Facebook or on my website. And um, I have on Facebook, uh, my business page, which is you can find me under my name, Kira Young, and also the Blazing Heart Foundation, which is the name of my business. Um, my website is theblazingheartfoundation.com. And I also have a Facebook group called the Luminous Being Evolutionary Portal. So those would be the easiest places to find me. Awesome. Yeah. And you have a lot of really beautiful content in all of those places. Yeah. Thank love you. your Facebook group, by the way. I, I'm not very Thank active you. in there, but I sometimes read your posts and really love what you share. And oh, you have a really you. beautiful blog too. Oh, thank so, you. <laughs> yeah. Everyone definitely go check her out. And um that's pretty much it for today. So thank you so much, Kara, for being here with me today. It was so much fun talking to you and exchanging some magic and ideas and inspiration. And Likewise. Thank you so much. It's been lovely, Anna. Yeah. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening or for watching the video. And I look forward to being back with my next episode very soon. Thank you for listening to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes. For more information about this and past episodes, and if you're interested in working with me privately, please visit 
www.anafrolic.com.